0: Hi everyone, Lauren here with a new podcast episode. So today I have Mystic Mode, um, also known as Mystic Writer on InkIt, if you'd like to look her up, as um, an author interview. Technically, she's my first podcaster interview. We do talk about her books, but we also talk about her podcast, Mystical Mode. Um, I'll leave a link for both her um, her author profile and for her podcast in the bio that you guys can look at. And I just wanted to preface this Um uh, for this episode to let you guys know that we do talk about some topics that might be, uh, triggering to some, some people who are listening. We talk about, um, LGBT rights. We talk about, um, um black comedies which i didn't define very well during our interview so i'm going to define now i was talking to mystic mode about how i'm planning on writing a black comedy also known as a dark comedy or dark humor and for those of you who don't know what that is um there's been a few that have come out like on like movie wise i think i went and saw one with my friend it was called um i think it was called uh black christmas um that movie was a horror movie but it was considered a black comedy because it was kind of like a satirical um take on you know sorority girls and horror movies and stuff was. it wasn't supposed to be taken seriously let's just say that although um dark comedies or black comedies um do have some, um, you know, usually they might have like a horror element to it, or they might be um, actually funny. Um, Basically, it's just like a dark humor and a really grotesque or rough around the edge kind of way. So for those of you who hear me talk about um, a black comedy, that's what I meant in um, this interview, just to give you guys a heads up of what I was talking about. But without further ado, I'd like for you guys, um, you guys can listen in, uh, we're, uh, to me in mystic mode, just chatting away about her podcast, her books, uh, writing book reviews, how to leave good book reviews and all kinds of other topics that I think you guys will find interesting and entertaining. So sit back, relax and enjoy the episode.
1: Hello. Hey, hey how are you uh it's i like it how i tell people hey i'm on vacation now so if you guys wouldn't mind just like not being a part of my life right now but yet i'm still less busy but just as busy as ever and it's
0: just crazy well it's good to have you on my podcast finally mystic <laughs> it's good to be here.
1: Oh, I was so honored when you asked to interview me about my podcast. It made me feel like lighter in a way. If that makes sense.
0: Oh well, I'm glad to have you. And for those listening, I'm Lady Rowan, also known as Lauren Eason. I write books on Inkit and Mystic. And I, you've probably seen uh, or heard, <laughs> not seen, but heard me on Mystic's podcast, Mystical Mode. So if you guys wanna check that out, um I'll put a link in the bio, okay? <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Well, I'm super excited to be here, you guys.
1: Like I know you mostly I know you actually recently just started posting about um one chapter stories for like reviews and stuff like that, which is honestly awesome. Awesome. Oh, I thanks. I <laughs> you're welcome. I actually got the Google reforms idea from you, so I really give you credit for like giving me that idea. Everything has just been so more organized with doing so. So I really really got to thank you for that.
0: Oh yeah, no problem. I you know, I think I saw somebody else doing Google Forms and I was like, "You know what? Let me check these out." And um it's kind of nice because it shows you like everybody all together who replied and then you can look at people individually and once you're done, you can just delete them and Exactly, it's nice. exactly. And you can always get them in
1: order. So you won't say like, oh, wait, did I do her first? Did I do him first? No, you literally get like a clear list of order of everybody who signed in and everything. So it also makes it easier to tell who are serious about getting their book reviewed versus those who just want a review swap or just want to like, say like, hey, I was on a podcast, you know, like you can definitely tell the difference versus when people take it seriously, and versus when they like, just don't like they just want to do it because oh it sounds fun. No, I I throw those reviews honestly away because you have to do the basic things to be to be reviewed on my podcast elites. I don't know how it's like for you, but I'm a little bit nitpicky with that.
0: Oh yeah, um, I I am too. Like I. I get, I have gotten some some forms from people who, you know, and I I usually look at books before I do the review just to check them out first and see everything. But I mean, I feel like if somebody is willing to fill out the form and everything, then they're usually pretty serious about their work and want the honest feedback. Versus people who just post on my wall who are like, "Hey, review swap" or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like
1: with me like some people just don't like fill it out properly that's just the thing with me like I I don't I don't make it that difficult like I try to keep it as like I want to ask 50 million questions but like my friends are like don't do this this is going too far just for a simple form so I've kept it simple kept it basic but my main thing is I they don't put their emails in. And I'm just like, guys, you put your emails in. Because sometimes I have extra questions for you and stuff like that. Some people are checking the interview box, but nobody's putting their emails in. When I'm asking for links to their other, other social media apps, Absolutely, just say, oh, I have Facebook and I have Twitter. Or just give me like what they have instead <laughs> of actually putting
0: down the links. It's like, oh. it's like, guys, do you want us to promote you or not? <laughs>
1: Exactly. And what also, sorry, that's the last thing I'm going to say about it. What also makes me so irritated is that when they're giving me the story of their books, I feel like I should not have to search for it. Whatever your title is, put it exactly the way it is because I shouldn't have to go searching for a title. And that's why I always ask for your author name. Because you know what? Sometimes you just can't find it, no matter how properly you spell it. then I can't find your username. So I'm just like, spell it how it is in the system, please. Oh, exactly.
0: I actually have them put the Inkit link to their author account in there.
1: Oh, that actually (laughs) might be helpful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that was easier for me because, I mean, trying to look people up with, like, a name and stuff, like, and and I I think I, I also put it on there that this is really just for InkIt authors, but I had somebody, like, direct me to a WordPress account, and I was like, guys, I'm not going to review WordPress. If, I mean, I understand you want me to read your blog, but I even went and looked and tried to find the story on their blog, and it was, I couldn't find it. And exactly. Exactly. I was like, well, I said, well, this, I can't, I can't review this because it doesn't follow the criteria, but I like the forms too, because you can make things required or not required for them to answer. Yeah. So I I think everything on mine is required. (laughs) (laughs) That's facts. That's absolute facts. Uh, Well,
1: hopefully, hopefully it gets better. There are some good ones, some serious ones, but God, you guys really make me question so much. So
0: so much so for so for the people listening out there, uh Mystic does uh reviews on books as well, and I think you actually read a little more in depth than I do.
1: I really do just depending on the novel, like of course, I do like all of the book submissions that I have been given to a certain extent. We all know I'm a little bit biased when it comes to romance. But (laughs) to a certain extent, I actually do like them. It just depends on the read itself. Like, if I can definitely tell right off the bat that the plot wasn't well established, if it was just way too all over the place, if the key events and points brought up in the story do not align properly, then I'll just give it one or two chapters. But if it's a story that I actually find interesting and actually, like, can see making it... I don't know, like it's good as is, but it can be so much better. And to elevate it to a higher standard to where I think it needs to be, I would definitely read more into it. Or if it's just a cool story, I'll just read it for fun, you know?
0: Yeah, what kind of uh, criteria do you look for in your reviews?
1: I mainly try to stick it with the Ink like they ask um, out of like five stars, like whether like for grammar, punctuation, Writing style, plot, my criteria usually falls along those lines, but I usually go, I'm not a big grammar and punctuation person. I am still learning more about how to properly like punctuate and stuff like that, so I can only give you guys so much feedback about that. My main in-depth concept, at least with myself, is that I really look for plot structure and character development. I want to see characters actually being people. I want to literally look at this story and think to myself, I can actually see this character as an actual person. They have depth, meaning, goals, personality, spirits, and they always have drawbacks. Drawbacks in a character for me are one of the most important features because without a drawback, you do not have the means of a character moving forward you don't have character growth, you don't have what you need to even start the plot, honestly, because if you don't have a character with some type of drawback, some type of obstacle to overcome within itself, or within just the story in general, it just doesn't make a good story. So what I when I try to review, I usually try to see those, those points, I try to find what they're slacking in with their character. I try to find out what in their plot does not add up with how the character would usually react. I'm really getting more into that now as I do have Google forums, which makes it easier for me to critique people. Like when I get these forums, they make I can see, like, oh, so you think you're here when you're actually here. Oh, you're writing about this, but I also see this, this, and that. That's why on my forums, there's literally a whole list of genres. Some people just click one, but on their story, they have something completely different. Like, it's just weird. That's also weird. But at the same time, you write down mystery. Oh, I see fantasy and a little bit of romance. Like, you know, I just really want to get into the knit bit of it. I feel like plot structure is one of the most important things of a story. But grammar and punctuation are important things as well.
0: But these are just my points of view, of course. No, no, I agree. Like it's really hard to fit books into one specific genre, and I think Inkin only lets you list one main and one sub genre when these stories are a lot more complex than that. Yeah. Um. Like, I mean, it was really hard to pick what the main plots were in like my book in Brimstone. Like, I knew fantasy, but then I was like, I don't know. Is this is this more action or romance or what do I put for the second one? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I feel like
1: Inkit should just give you more options. Like when I was reading um, Every Waking Dream, I got, oh, I actually love that story a lot. I actually have to get back onto it. But aside. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: But aside- I actually finished it, by the way. <gasps> you did? So all of it's out? All of it's out. All uh, of it's on Inkit. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. Now I can binge to my pleasure. Oh, it's going to mm-hmm. be amazing. But when I was reading it, I got I got like tinges of like fantasy in there as well. Because like it's somebody going into other people's dreams. Like it's, when people think fantasy, they usually think of, oh, dragons, elves. Sometimes fantasies are just things you just can't explain. But along with that, it felt too mature. Her powers felt too mature to be fantasy. So I thought it was a little like hinge of sci-fi just because of the weirdness going around with it. It gave me that deep in-depth, dark vibe from it I don't know and that's the same vibe that I get when I usually watch sci-fi but you didn't have sci-fi yeah
0: that's why I didn't want to list it as fantasy because it's not I didn't think it was fantastical enough you know to be like fantasy yeah
1: yeah yeah so that's why I was
0: just like well mystery thriller because most of it is you know a mystery thriller so I was like we'll just stick with that (laughs) yeah just stick to the basics
1: just stick to what we like know. like if
0: i could actually like write out what like what genre i think the book is it'd be like mystery thriller with supernatural elements and yeah. and dark undertones or something
1: oh my god oh actually would it be hints of like dark humor as well like it hints the slightest tw- i don't know if dark humor is like an actual category i say dark humor because there's sometimes they're just dark humor I-
0: I would say I would say dark humor is a category I'm actually planning on writing a black comedy Um, really yeah um (laughs) I was telling my uh my fiance the gist of it because after I write close I wanted to write this black comedy and um and uh I was telling him about it and he's like I would read that I was like really you don't read books he's (laughs) like no but I would read that one he's like (laughs) You know, because, like, Black comedies now, they just don't seem to do it right, you know? They're not, there's no, like, I don't know. It's, like, they're not gory enough or they're not dark enough. Like, something's off. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I feel like, especially with everything going around with now, like, cancel cultures and, like, they're canceling a bunch of things. That's why I feel like the jokes or like the scenes that they usually make out with it are kind of a little bit more downplayed so it can appeal to a much greater audience because apparently if you say something racist or you say something sexist from like 2013 and somebody finds out about it now even though you're a good person now, like they'll cancel you, a bunch of people will go after you, there's a bunch of yelling, screaming, protesting. So I can see why it's not as good as what it used to be. But at the same time, it's just, eh, eh, I get why it's not the what it used to be. I get that. I, I understand that. But it's still funny. So can we just. <laughs> it's still <so> funny. <laughs> it's
0: still funny.
1: Like, I well, like- you know,
0: there there are some people that are, you, you know, that are a little more, maybe, maybe more emotionally mature than I am. That's, that's, and don't find it funny but may, I'm just gonna say they're more emotionally mature than me
1: that's true that's true like I'm black but I can I can I can crack a good racist joke from time to time because I just find it hilarious like but like if I do it in front of I'm not trying to say this to be racist but if I do it in front of like a white person they're like oh that's so mean why would you put yourself down like that you need to support yourself more come on black lives matter and I'm like my life doesn't matter but can't we just laugh like life is like, life is funny as is it doesn't matter what the race that goes along with it I just just gotta find some humor oh this generation is just so dense with it I can't I can't
0: <laughs> yeah I I don't know I I'm a I'm an old school millennial so like nothing really bothers me so all the cancel culture and stuff just doesn't bother me at all I'm like I grew up with jackass and um Eminem and <laughs> like <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you
1: oh my god or like the old like the old um little cartoons that my nieces and them used to watch they would always be like oh my gosh watch this scene off of tom and jerry and i'm just like oh cool and i just see jerry just spreading tom's cheeks and i'm just and they're just laughing and i'm just like you know some things really should be canceled <laughs> some things really should be canceled. Uh, Tom and Tom and Jerry itself was a good show, but they're sus. We cannot deny the facts.
0: Well, I think I know what scene you're talking about, and a lot of the stuff, like unless you go find the actual content, it's been altered. Like somebody went and photoshopped stuff in.
1: Oh, oh, <laughs>
0: like some some of them have. Now I can't say that. Now I'm pretty. Yeah, Pepe Le Pew. He is definitely going after that cat.
1: Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. But one of the good dark like I say dark humor, but you say like a like dark comedy. But one of the good ones that I definitely remember oh was like the spy characters. Like the like the white one, the white spy and the black spy. They were dark, but they were so good.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I totally, I remember that. I haven't seen anything like that in a long time, though. I haven't watched any kind of cartoons in forever, but.
1: Oh, I I don't Anyways, we digress. (laughs) (laughs) We digress
0: so far. (laughs) Hang on just a second. Oh. All right. So, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Okay just making sure i just switched <clears throat> over to an, an, a different mic
1: <laughs> take your time take your time i'm in no rush
0: okay so um about like your podcast and stuff what got you motivated to start <clears throat> doing a podcast like did you join ink it first and start writing first and then decide to do a podcast
1: I actually did start writing I've been on I was on several different sites to really get my groundings for writing in general I have been oh god 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 I've been writing for I want to say almost six years now I think this or next year will either be my sixth or my seventh year writing been writing for such a long time oh my god I actually first started up on Wetpad and then I kind of died. Like, you know how kids be. They're like, oh, Webpad, let me write a cool story and just type everything. And it sounds cool. You Look back on it now, and you want to literally throw your laptop against the wall. And yeah, but aside from that, I started writing on Webpad. And I really liked it for a while, but then I wanted to become more of a I wanted to be more than myself. I wanted to go the extra mile and become a better writer. I wanted to be an author at the time. And that, that actually still changes as I go through my majors. But I still, I still want to write. I still want to be a better writer. I want to go big or go home, honestly. But either way, that's when I started getting into InkIt. I've been on InkIt for about almost three years now. And I started writing on Inkit and sharing my stories. Of course, all of them were not good. The one that's on now is probably one of my most recent ones that I posted out. Assassin's Beasts is one of my favorite projects to work on. But aside from that, I am actually going to be writing more and I hope to continue to write more and I hope to just help everyone out in my writing process as well. Writing to me is more than just putting stuff on a piece of paper, it is a community. It's literally a way of life and a way of imagination and expression. Writing can be so much more than telling a fancy story. Writing can be so much more than literally getting people interested in your own beliefs. Writing is a way of communication depending on the language you come from or the culture that you aspire to follow after. It's just so much into one and I just love it in general. The idea of languages and prospects within the actual structure of it is just beautiful to me. And I've been writing ever since I've came to that realization that I love it. And what inspired me to write the pod to do the podcast was actually um, a fellow podcaster that you actually know, the InKid podcaster. Mm-hmm. Seeing the way that she did things was oh eye-opener for me, and I was already doing reviews, so why not just post about it as well? I do it for the laughs. I do it for the joy. I do it to promote people. It's just been oh, it's such been a fun experience, an interesting experience. I've learned a lot about how to run a podcast and run a business, but it's just been amazing, and I've loved every single second of it now sure i'm tired sometimes and i'm like it's getting kind of late do i should really should i really post this but i gotta stick to a schedule and i gotta stick to it and it's just been great ever since actually uh, like, pain in my pain in my ass i know ever, how that feels
0: since. with trying to stick to a schedule um <laughs> oh i God, i God. just got done finally doing uh final like developmental edits with brimstone and so i was contacting publishers and then I was like, well, let me go ahead and finish, um, you know, keep keep updating my new paranormal romance close. And now it's just so hard to get out of that editing phase and get back into the writing phase because now I just want to go and edit all kinds of things because I'm just like on an oh. editing roll right now.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I hate when that happens or when you have to be in a specific mood to write a specific character because they like they usually don't align with your energy. You're going out of your boundaries to write them, and you can only write them during a specific, specific period of time. It's just, oh, it's, it's tragic. Oh my god, I hate it so much. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, oh my god. Well, since I'm in this editing phase, and I don't think it's going to be coming out anytime soon... Um, I decided to go back to some of my previously self-published works on Amazon. I actually took them down and they're still there, but you can't actually buy them because it says like they're not in stock, obviously, because I took the whole manuscript off of Amazon. So there's nothing there, but I'm, um, um, I'm actually waiting on a cover uh, design um, because I'm redoing the cover and basically re-releas- re-releasing my debut novel from like, Five years ago and um, oh. when I do that um, which I'm hoping to re-release it probably probably near the end of this year um, I'm going to because it's on KDP Select so nobody else no other publisher can, can do anything with it it would have to be through Amazon um, that's what KDP Select is that's what you're basically signing away to, to doing and um, mm-hmm. I'm going to make it free um for the first i'm um, um, for as however long i can make it free i think it's only for like a week or a few days or something so that my Inkit readers and my people on Inkit can actually read the book for free on kindle at least until you know because i can't post it on Inkit because i'm not allowed to
1: I feel that. Is that the same story from, like, the high school story you told me about? Where, like, you thought, like, oh, this is going to be so great. I'm going to get so many, like, readers and stuff like that. You posted it and it wasn't actually that good. Is that that same story? No, this
0: is actually one that I wrote. I was out of college by then. Um, I wrote it back in 20... 20- I guess I released it in 2015. Like, I don't even remember when I, when I did it. And this was the one where I... Um, it was like my first like real attempt. Now I wrote some things in high school. I did write a book in high school and then I went back and reread it and I was like, Oh God, but this (laughs) one, I actually, it's not bad. It's not bad, but I think I can make it better now knowing the stuff that I know and kind of learning how to market and promote myself as well, because I didn't do any of that on Amazon, which is like a big no-no for self-publishers. Like if you're going to self-publish, Amazon's a great place to self-publish. I think they did like 80% of the entire book sales in the world like last year. So I mean, like it's a great place to publish and self-publish, but you can't just throw something up and then not do anything with it. But see, I was a broke college Mm -hmm. girl (laughs) who had no money, so I was not, like, investing into anything at that time.
1: Hmm. I never knew Amazon worked like that, actually. I learned something new every single time we have a conversation.
0: Oh, oh, thanks. I think it's because I keep learning stuff myself, and then I just come back and I just share it with people. (laughs)
1: <laughs> cause, that's the that's literally why you have the whole entire podcast i've taken like so many notes from there
0: it really really helps <laughs> oh thanks um i'm hoping to do another uh podcast about writer's lists and stuff and um also on how to write a book review Ooh, yeah that
1: should be an interesting topic to go on. yeah
0: like how to write a good book review because i don't know about you but i'm tired of seeing these reviews on people's books and all and all it is this five star and it just says great love it and that's oh, it
1: yes oh my god
0: oh you
1: like i oh like my god i actually go ahead go ahead that's go ahead.
0: that the book reviews is how people figure out if they want to buy your book or not. So if all you're going to put on there is great, love it. That literally tells me nothing about the book. It doesn't tell me why you love it. It doesn't tell me anything about the characters. And it doesn't really help the author sell their book either. So if you really want to help out an author, write a good book review so people can actually see what's going on. I mean, that's exactly. how I decide on if I'm going to buy something.
1: Exactly. Actually, recently... I don't usually do book, re- I don't usually do review swaps. If I see that on my um wall, I usually just tell them like, hey, just um, fill out a Google form and I would totally review your novel as soon as possible. Like that's what I usually do. But recently, I actually, I think I embarrassed um a fellow writer the other day with doing this. So I got a um book swap, but I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of bored right now, kind of done all my daily chores and work, you know, the usual. Mm-hmm. So I went in and I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, that's fine. We follow each other's books and then she reviewed my story like you know like the usual oh it's so great I love the this this and that about it this is so cool and yada yada and I was just like okay this is kind of annoying but I actually did went through her story it was only five chapters so it wasn't that bad and I gave a really in-depth Like review on it a lot more than I thought I was going to write honestly and then she commented back and saying oh wow thank you you really went into death about this I'm kind of feeling embarrassed now and I'm like well, that's what happens when people just do it just to get the review or just for popularity. I, I can't stand it.
0: Absolutely. I've actually had somebody do, do cause something kind of similar on my reviews, too. They were just like, oh, my gosh, like I wasn't expecting you to write all this or, oh, my gosh, thank you for so much, you know, uh, feedback. And it's like, well, you know, I give it because I want you to do well. I want every single person who writes a story to be successful. And that's that's how you help somebody else be successful. Um.
1: Exactly. I feel like InkIt has kind of turned into a popularity race a little bit. Like, it's not getting up to where, like, WebPad would make it into a literal popularity race. But it's kind of getting close to there. There's only so many people on there nowadays that I feel like they actually give honest, full, in-depth reviews. Like sometimes when I get review swaps that I actually end up taking on, sometimes it surprises me when I get a few couple of people who actually have opinions for me, but it's such a rarity nowadays, it's absolutely ridiculous.
0: It it really is because, I mean, there have been some like top trending stories that I'm like, okay, this is trending. All right. Well, it's interesting. Let me look at this. And then I go and I open it and it's got like all these amazing reviews. So it's like one of the first thing I do is I go and I read the summary and then I go, hmm, and then I go to the reviews and then I go, huh. And then I see how everybody has like five stars on everything. But I could tell just from reading the summary that this book was going to be riddled with grammatical mistakes. And I'm like
1: Oh my gosh, yes. I
0: don't I don't even want to start a book that I that has grammatical errors in the summary.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. I, I just honestly I just can't I I, I can't. It's, it really astounds me. Like I've I'm not gonna say which author, but this author, he's they're very creative in what they do to a certain extent. I like the idea that they have presented forth when it comes to their stories. But I swear to you, as I read their work, I just got increasingly and increasingly, A, annoyed and B, extremely dumbfounded on how this person has over 200 amazing reviews for this story, but I can count out every single grammatic error. I can, I, can, I can pick out the punctuation errors and I don't even work in that type of department. I can see that their characters are so shallow, shallower than a kiddie pool at a park. I, But they have all these reviews and all these people loving on them, all these people giving amazing comments. But then when you review them, an actual person who's trying to help them get somewhere with their writing, then they get all offended when they don't get the usual five-star rating like a spoiled child.
0: Yeah, there's, uh. there's a difference between, um, you know somebody who's giving constructive criticism and wants you to, and is giving you this criticism because they want your book to be successful. Um, because usually when people come to me about if, you know, for reviews, I'm assessing it like a publisher would or a literary agent. Like, I'm not saying that I'm qualified to do that. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is, is that if if me, average average Joe, can find all yeah. this in, wrong with your story and I'm not even I'm I'm not you know a person who particularly is very well with grammar or you know very well with with writing you know I, I do I do all the same stuff repetition sometimes you know grammatical mistakes you know that thing yeah but if I can read that as like an average reader I guarantee you the literary agent and a publisher can
1: that's also very really, really true That's really, really true. Like, I don't think people understand, like, we're all human. We are literally all human. Like, we all make mistakes. And I feel like when you review somebody, they're just, like, depending on how they take it, they'll be like, oh, well, I saw this same error in your story. Yes, that error is most likely in my story. I'm only telling you about it because I can recognize that within myself. If we're doing the same mistakes, we can clearly point out each other's mistakes. No one is perfect. And I feel like when you review somebody, they're like, oh, well, they're all high and mighty, so they should know how to write a good story. Like, they should know better. Like, somebody has literally told me, well, you should know better than how to write a story because you're over here judging others. I'm not judging you. If anything, how would you even have the nerve to ask that or even say that to me when you've come my way? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, 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 I just can't. You came up, you, like, even to you, I don't know if this has happened to you, but people have come to you for advice, like, people come to me for advice, people ask us for our opinions with writing, because we give in-depth reviews, mm-hmm. yet you still have the nerve to literally say, well, you're making those same mistakes, so how can you talk down to me? Honey, you ask for our help. I can't talk down to you in any way, or shape, or form. We are all writers on Inked. We are all people. We are all humans who all make mistakes.
0: Well like just because you
1: <laughs> go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, go <laughs> ahead.
0: Well like well like what I tell everybody is that a publisher or literary agent is going to say a lot worse than what I can. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm just bad. telling you, they're gonna tell you a lot. Like, I have um I have talked to people who have gotten rejection letters. I, myself, have gotten rejection letters. And let me tell you, some of the things that they say, you're going to have to grow a thick skin, honey.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, you are. If you thought we were terrible, you're you're not ready for the boss level yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't even think I could even be that mean. Like <laughs>
1: well actually actually i actually can be that mean i actually go through with my friends i'm like hey guys i'm gonna resend this review out can you like check it for like a bitch check real quick because (laughs) i (laughs) i'm being serious because i can be so harsh it's not okay like i'm harsh with myself too i'm just like hey Julie can you just check this for a bitch check real quick make sure I don't sound like a complete heartless monster okay thank you <laughs> well
0: well whenever I get brimstone published I'll have to send you a free copy
1: <laughs> yes oh that would be so awesome I actually have not started it yet because I've been bombarded with work but I would that.
0: I still oh have God. I still have the first five chapters available, um, and the first chapter of Hellfire, but I took the other ones down, and I took them down because I knew that I was going to get them published eventually, and then the mm. other reason I took them down is because I was afraid they were going to get plagiarized. I don't know if you've been seeing all this stuff about plagiarism recently on Inkitt, but oh yeah oh, I
1: didn't even know
0: that. yeah, so for anybody listening out there i'm I'm in several writing groups like on Facebook, like Ink it and Whatpad and you know the writers or whatever of Ink it and whatpad and um
1: mm-hmm.
0: and basically the 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 new plagiarist that's been going making its rounds is called Novel Star. So if you get a really vague review, like it's usually a five-star review on your book and it's from a representative saying that you should come over to novel star and write for them. I'm just going to tell you, you better go check their app because they have probably already taken your book. Really? Mm -hmm. I've been seeing a lot of people say that, you know, if you get a review from them, chances are your book is already up on their website or they're about to put it up so everybody who's been posting uh reviews like because what they'll do is they'll like screenshot it and post it on the groups i just keep telling them i was like check the app make sure your book's not on there check the app like because you're basically being targeted
1: Mm, yeah i i now i gotta check because i honestly remember a long time ago there was um a bunch of people actually came to me saying hey Mystic, did you see this did you see this and i'm like see what, and they were all saying, did you see the person who was literally on Amazon literally selling all of their stories? And when I went on Amazon and I actually saw it, it was literally just screenshots of all the pages and them just put into one like file and being sold on Amazon under a completely different user. Like the user had some like, I'm not calling out this race. I'm just saying what I saw. Just on like Arabic letters or something like that, and they were just like bot- like taking it and just selling it again. I'm not blaming all Arabic speakers for doing this crime. I'm just having to announce that this person was most who might have been of that race. Just wanna make clarification on that
0: yeah, yeah, no and 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 no that's completely fine, like we need to know like who to look out for um you know on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> but i did see something <laughs> about that too that's why i was that's that's another reason i i took brimstone down and stuff cuz i was like dang i don't want my stuff to be you know plagiarized you like you. or sold without my permission because it's a good book and i believe it will do well i have i have faith in my little book but i <laughs> have faith i have, have faith. faith but i'm just not ready to publish yet i'm i'm waiting um <laughs> al- although i did get, your little
1: huh It's like a little baby. You have to wait to like introduce it to the world.
0: Exactly. I'm just waiting. And that's why I'm kind of trying to spruce up my other self-published books on there. Because once Brimstone drops, people are going to be like, oh, what's witch trials? Oh, no. Don't buy it yet. (laughs) It's not ready. No,
1: don't take it yet. No.
0: (laughs) So that's why I'm kind of like trying to spruce up my other stuff.
1: That that you should. That's also what I'm going through. I'm going through all my draft stories, seeing what I like in there, what I don't like. I'm kind of seeing that I'm following a pattern with writing, so that's why I'm actually going back through all my drafts and just switching it up. Mm -hmm. Like the plots, all different, all completely different things, completely different like genres. Mm -hmm. But like the care, like the character, like how like what their life situation like that is always kind of like the same. You know, like always one of their parents gone, always don't have a friend. Like, you know, like it makes me think about my life a little bit.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I mean, it makes sense basing your main characters off of yourself and your experience because you know more about yourself and your own experiences than anything else. So it's easier to write about them.
1: That that's true. That's true. But I want to get out of that perspective because then people are gonna think like, "Oh, Mystic, is one of your parents gone? Do you need like a hug?" I'm just like, "Please don't touch me. Oh, no, no, <laughs> like, oh no, like, uh, but it is what it is. I'm trying to get myself out of that runt and just write something just different.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I keep pushing myself with these different genres, like. Um, I don't know if you heard me on the Inkitt podcast or stuff, but we were talking, uh, she did a, a review of Close, the new paranormal romance that I'm working on. It's a LGBT werewolf romance. And I hate, wow. I hate werewolves. So...
1: Oh my I hate werewolves. I'm sorry. Oh my
0: God. I actually like the reason I you know, I think the reason that I started hating werewolves because I didn't when I was younger. Like I loved reading about them. But now that I I think it's because I've read so many werewolf romances and on like, you know, just random stuff on Ink It and everything, and it's just all the same. You know, that's true. That's true. But you read
1: my story, and it had werewolves in it, and there was no well. That I didn't think there was any issues.
0: No, no, no. Uh, well, yeah, I read yours, but yours wasn't like a romance.
1: <laughs> oh, that's true. You I know? hate werewolf romantic stories, like that alpha, like like alpha Lawrence, alpha, alpha Eros, or like oh, his yeah. broken mate. I'm just like shut up. This this plot has been written so many times.
0: Yeah. Oh. And, and it's funny because the inkit podcaster actually hates werewolf romances too so um I was surprised uh, she gave me a five star um I was like oh, wow. super honored cause, I, mean, <laughs> I mean I mean that's I think that's why it's taking me so much longer to write close because I don't like paranormal like romances with werewolves but I think I've made the plot interesting and unique enough to where it's, it's, it's going to be okay. Like, <laughs> I'm going to come out of this and I'm not going to be upset about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know what, though? Actually, I've got a recommendation. People, like one of my um, listeners, they were like, you know what, Mystic? You're always trash talking romance. I would love to see you try to write a romantic story for once in your life. It's kind of like a challenge, and I need pointers because I know nothing about that stuff. Not saying that my relationship, my relationship life, is that tragic, but that's exactly what I'm saying. So, um, I'll be emailing you with pointers <laughs> later on cause, uh,
0: yeah, it's so, it, and it's it's, so weird. it's even it's even harder because, um, obviously it's it's LGBT, and the main characters are are, well. I wouldn't say they're lesbians, but everybody's probably going to say they're lesbians because it's two girls together. They're not lesbian. Like there's a whole more like further spectrum out there. You know, they, they (laughs) like what they like. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. They like what they like, but but, yeah, because the main character has been with both with a man and this is her first time being with a woman, but you know, she, she just, she wasn't actually like super attracted to them. They were kind of like in a in like an arranged kind of marriage thing. It wasn't actually arranged, but she chose to do it because they were trying to unite the pack against um these creatures called the wild ones that are invading their their um their town and they don't know where they're coming from. So they they were trying to merge the pack from the mountain and the river. Um, so they could, you know, be larger to get rid of these wild ones that are attacking humans and hunters and campers and stuff in their valley.
1: Mm, so, that is very intriguing.
0: So that's what they're doing, and we're about to – I'm actually writing – the next chapter will be a lot of insight into who and what the wild ones actually are. Ooh, that would be cool. Just a big twist. No,
1: Ooh, I would really love to see that if anything, I'm actually kind of writing one as well um it was um siren um book one of the Kingdom of elves to be honest i've i i I always wanted to write I always wanted to write a gay fan fiction'm mm-hmm. just gonna throw that out there I'm gonna call it like it is so with that in mind, I literally thought of gay elves you're gonna be you have to marry this woman to save your kingdom, but you're still infatuated with your best friend. But mm. he's infatuated with y'all best friend that you guys share together. But oh. the female, she's actually asexual. She doesn't like anybody.
0: Oh, no. I like that. Wow. <laughs> oh,
1: The love triangle is going to be beautiful. Yeah. There's,
0: um, there's probably going to be a lot of um, different LGBT representation in this book. Because basically the lone wolves that the main character happens to meet in the valley um, basically is like a group of outcasts that come from all over the world who have basically found each other and, you know, made this little Haven for themselves because they are different and they been, you know, cast out of society because the way, the way I've always looked at it, cause you know, with werewolf books, they, it's always an alpha and a Luna. It's always a girl and a boy. It's like, I, I hardly ever see, you know, two boys or, or two girls or or trans people, anything like that, you know, exactly, in really in right. romance books, especially in the werewolf genre. So basically I wrote this book saying that the where like werewolves have like a pretty traditional structure and because they have such traditional laws and rules that being, you know, homosexual or any sort of sexual, that's not <laughs> hetero. <laughs> that you know that they're outcasts like they're they don't they don't feel like they belong so they leave so
1: yeah i heard the struggle is really really real with that and my heart goes out to everyone who is not able to come out because of certain circumstances like that it just it really does break my heart when somebody judges somebody just based off of who they like what they like and their appearance I feel like there's just so much more to a human soul than just what's out on the surface for us to all examine. You, like, you can read the cover of the book all you want, but you won't know the contents of it unless you actually read it.
0: Yeah. And just as we're on the topic of this, I just want to point out that I'm bisexual. And just because I'm marrying a man does not mean that I'm now heterosexual yes <laughs> clap back clap like, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you that right now I still like what I like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> okay you gotta, you
1: gotta and also being I feel like being bisexual makes it like like it will never be a dull moment in like the sexual aspects of a relationship I'm personally straight so that's just for me but I feel like if you're bisexual you can like try so many different things mm-hmm. like your sex I mean, yeah. getting boring
0: so I mean, yeah, we can, but to. like, so I'm a I'm I'm pretty monogamous day. person. I mean, I, I don't really care to have like an open relationship or, you know, be polyamorous mm. or anything. Um, I, I, and honestly, it's because I can only focus on tension on one person. Like, I can't, there's no way. Like, I would not be able to juggle multiple people at all. Yeah, that
1: means. That literally means you were literally incapable of
0: cheating. So you should. Like, yeah, and he's like, and your your he's strictly fiance, monogamous too. But he doesn't patty. care that like I'm bisexual. Like I'm a bisexual. I'm I'm pagan. I'm a witch. I'm like, he doesn't. He doesn't care. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I guess it's okay because my family doesn't care either. Package. Like, I think you know it's so funny. Um, or maybe it's not funny. Maybe I'm just using that as like a term. But it was harder it was harder for me to come out as bisexual than it was for me to tell my family I was a witch. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just, it just, I just felt like I would disappoint them if I came out as bisexual and and I feel like it would be more disappointing for me to do that than it would just tell them I was pagan and, and I practiced witchcraft. But luckily, my parents were all good with everything. <laughs> like, 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 they were just like, "That's fine." <laughs> they're like, "They're like, do you still want kids?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Okay, well, we yeah. don't care, then.
1: <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, I see how it is." <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we still have grandchildren, long grandchildren. Yeah, they're Why like, we don't the care. Package. <laughs> so we're okay with yeah. this.
0: But yeah, my, my parents are, uh, I was, I was blessed, <laughs> uh, to have parents like that for sure. I know that not everybody has, you know, that kind of, you know, relationship or that kind of uh, situation. So, and for all of you guys out there, like, um, you know, going through, uh, uh, Remembrance Day for, um, I think, I think, is it transgender awareness and all that stuff right now that's going on, um.
1: I, we just got done yeah. with Women in History Month. Like, all you so guys I going through so stuff right now, like, just
0: want to let you know, like, you've got a safe place for, with uh, people like me and Mystic. We'll take care of you, don't worry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Exactly. exactly. Send us an email, we'll understand. <laughs> Lady Rawlin.
0: But anyways, let's get character. back to uh, your podcast and stuff. Do you do you just do book reviews right now?
1: It kind of depends. I do book reviews. I do get some. I do surprisingly get some screenplays from time to time. I really do. But I I read them. I know how a screenplay works. I do. I was in a play back. I was in a lot of plays actually but I was in a play so I do know how they work I can tell them if I like the story but I really feel like I can't give my honest honest feedback on mm-hmm. something that I'm not asserted with you know but for just now yes I only do book yeah reviews. I feel like my
0: podcast is being um overrun on book reviews and author interviews right now <laughs> I haven't actually I, actually, I haven't actually gotten back to doing, like, individual That's... episodes in a minute, but I'm hoping to probably next, in the next coming weeks.
1: Me, well, I'm not going to say me, too. If anything, I've been really focused on book reviews that I have, I feel like they've been gradually getting better. as I've been getting more experience of, like, voicing my thoughts better. Most of you guys actually do not know this, but I do have like a hyperactive mind, ADHD, and a little bit of OCD while we're at it, but that's aside from the point. My thoughts are very, I'm just going to call it is, they're very illy focused on anything. I feel like I kind of like travel around so much when I'm talking because it's just, it's very hard for me to stay on one particular subject just in general. While I can be telling you all one sentence, 50 million more can literally be popping up in my head at that same exact time. So for anything for me, I'm really happy because I feel like my my speaking on the podcast has been really focused. But I don't have this issue when it comes to writing reviews because obviously when I write reviews, they're very focused on key points, stuff that I see, stuff that I don't see, yada, yada, yada. When it comes to speaking them out, I'm working on them better. I feel yeah,
0: like I'm yeah. A um, little bit better. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I can, I can definitely see where the focus can be split. I mean, I don't think I have any books on my my reading list and stuff that I've actually finished yet. <laughs> like, I even on my <laughs> Kindle, like if you look go through my Kindle app, because oh what I try God, to do I is God. when I do writers lists on Twitter is I try to buy a few of the books that the authors mentioned to me, you know, for the writer's lift. And, mm-hmm. and so I do, I usually buy about mm, three or four, you know, mm-hmm. depending on how much, how the funds are that month. But, um, I, I, I like everything's at like 15, 40, 60%, 30% here. Like, oh my, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: feel, feel that mood oh my god I do the same exact thing it's just crazy
0: crazy, crazy. yeah but I mean I just scroll through and I just figure day. out which one that I'm feeling one like today day. like one if I want to finish this poetry book or maybe another 10% of it and then maybe I'll move on to this romance book that's like at 40% <laughs> like it just depends on how I'm feeling <laughs>
1: exactly you got right. different book for different vibes totally understandable god though i swear to god my reading list is i feel like my i feel like my i feel like my kindle wants to say you're at your limit for amount of saved stories i feel like it wants to tell me that but at the same time it's it it's just a lot oh my god it's so much i have like last time I counted was probably about two months ago I haven't used it since so it's two months I had like like oh my god like 53 oh stories and those are just off the <laughs> top of my head oh oh What
0: what is your favorite bad. genre to review
1: ooh That's actually a question that I looked over earlier that I actually could not answer properly because I don't really have a favorite genre to review. I feel like all of them hold their own type of uniqueness, and I feel like they're all just... I feel like they all have their own spice to it, and I really feel like it's just with people's preference. But I'm really biased when it comes to a lot of things, except for (laughs) romance. I can tell you my least favorite genre, romance. But aside from that, <laughs> yeah, I get one more zinger at it, but I don't know. I really don't have a favorite. I can definitely tell you one of my most interesting things to read, but definitely be along the lines of sci-fi and I'm, I kind of, I've touched a little bit on humor. It's just interesting to me. It's not actually funny because, you know, <laughs> this generation doesn't have a just, sense of humor. Just
0: tell them how but, you feel, Mystic. <laughs>
1: I'm being serious. (laughs) Not to judge all of you, but y'all can be a little bit funnier. But aside from those facts, I had touched on it. It's okay, but I really don't have a favorite one to review. My favorite one to not review is romance, because apparently everyone has to meet this strong, independent man while you're a weak non-independent woman fall in love with a businessman, a bad boy, a good boy, crazy boy, a psychopath, anything. But at the end of the day, I feel like it just follows this stupid pattern of love to be loved or not loved at all. What happened to toxic love? What happened to the love that if you actually did what you wanted to do, there would be so many consequences. Like, not like bad boy love, just emotional, like bad stuff you know I, I really can't explain it I just feel like there's so much more that romance can be about and it's just not that
0: yeah yeah to me, to when you were things. talking about like emotional love the first thing that popped into my mind was like Romeo and Juliet how everybody thought it was a, like a romance but it's a tra- it's a tragedy it's called the tragedy of Romeo and Juliet like it shows how codependent you know people can be and the the shallowness of of that type of love and and just everything you know everything that goes wrong
1: (laughs) yeah it also tells us that communication is key oh my god communication is so important well that's why i found it so funny that that that, um stephanie meyer
0: used romeo and juliet as the like the backbone for twilight (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about how do you feel about oh, her Um, she, I think she said that she's not going wrong. to come out with two new books in the twilight universe how do you feel about that
1: <laughs> I'm not going to lie I am not a twilight fan um, I read one chapter actually we rephrased that I forced I had to drag myself through one chapter. Mm, God bless. <laughs> Watch the movies, though. Um, the press girl meets the press guy. Let's be together now. Oh, you had a baby, and the baby's like in love with me now. I'm going to be mad at What? It, I- it
0: really was it too was bad. All bad. Twilight just- is just that It's it's that series uh-huh. that I love to hate. Um that's why I feel like I mention it all the time because oh, everybody yeah, cuz let's be real everybody knows Harry Potter everybody knows Hunger Games and everybody knows Twilight okay so if you mention or talk about any of those that's books people are going to know exactly what you're what you're referring to and you know especially if you're you know tying it into something that you're talking about with another person's book you know like everybody it, it's just one of those examples you can throw out and people know about immediately you know so I feel like that's why I, I I use that example a lot. But when I saw that she was coming out with two new books, I think my first thought was, uh oh, someone needs some money. <laughs> that, that was kind of my first thought. And then I was like, that was that was bad. You don't you know think what? like that. You know, maybe she just really wants to, you know, she's got more to say. <laughs>
1: I feel like the less mm-hmm. that woman just my opinion to all the Twilight fans. Not to be offensive. I feel like she should. She has more to say. Yeah, she should definitely keep those opinions to herself when she came out. When she came out with yeah, this. this book. Um, yeah, I
0: remember reading through the second book. No. I was so bored, but I don't know why. I just felt obligated to finish it, and it was like a guilty pleasure to read the books. But that that last book, Breaking Dawn, <laughs> more like breaking my my heart like that was an awful book <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh i didn't even get that far bro i did not i read Whoa. one chat i i dragged myself through one chapter of the first book i skimmed i barely skimmed like the first 3 pages of the second one it was just Did you sh- did I, you read the see.
0: did you not read the oh, stories God, but um did you know. watch all the movies
1: Oh when you have an extensive family as mine you tend to be forced while babysitting to watch things that should not see the light of day well, I was the,
0: to watch it, it's exactly movie, like the book. Like you didn't I miss anything. Like there really wasn't oh. that much of a difference between the book and the movies. Oh. Oh, that's oh, that's
1: oh, that's painful. I, oh, I can barely read that, and I want. I just, oh, I, am just so painful for me.
0: My, my soul. Oh. I don't really want her to write anything about Renesmee and Jacob because I just. Yeah. I don't think I could bring myself to read anything about them and be okay with it. So, I mean, if she wants to, if she wants to talk about different like vampires yeah. that are like around or something, I don't, I don't know, maybe even the vampires that were up in Alaska, like those girls, I want to know if those girls find love. What happened with the, uh, the, the, I forgot what the dude's name is, but you know, they met each other at the end of uh, breaking gone, you know, the one that can shock people.
1: Not gonna lie, though. I always I always thought they were secretly sexy. Like, not secretly sexy. Secretly bisexual. Like, I thought Yeah, no, no, no. There. Those are sister.
0: I'm talking about the the one sister that was interested in the... Uh, he wasn't Irish. I forgot. He had some kind of accent, though. I forgot what his name was. But he was like the dark, brooding guy. He looked like he was in a rock band. Didn't care that he was there. Kind of thing. I forgot his name, but anyways, I want to know what their story is. Let's talk about the the vampires in Alaska. Tired about tired of talking about Bella and Edward. We know what's happening with them.
1: Oh, oh they're the most they're the <laughs> most boring characters I remember my whole entire life. She's like, oh, I'm so depressed because my mom's gone. Honey, get on my level. I I I'm not gonna go into detail, but seriously.
0: Seriously, there's a, a, there's a lot of parts in those movies movie. that were very cringeworthy, especially with some of the um the lines they delivered. I was like, but then I would, but then most of those lines came from the book, <gasps> what, but I didn't remember them being that cringeworthy. <laughs> <laughs> That's even. Oh my god, when
1: she walked into the classroom and like he like looked no like one hated the Twilight more up. than more like, than
0: uh no. Robert Pattinson, so. He hated, he hated it so much he hated every single second of it I, I bet so.
1: I would too I, but I would I'm glad too. that
0: their careers did not take a hit for it like I'm glad they both kind of um, you know like are doing very well for themselves both Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart and you know who the real Jim is um, uh, what's her name oh gosh well I'm blanking right now She's a girl that's in uh, Pitch Perfect. What's her name? She played... But um, she she played... So ma- well, she so played many, Jessica in so Twilight. In she was the, the the main girl.
1: <laughs> the, uh, the red... Yeah, the uh, reddish the of, brown um, hair. Like brown hair, but the majority of them had brown hair.
0: Anna Kendrick, God. right? Anna Kendrick?
1: Oh, my God, I'm... Was it I, I feel like Anna's right, but it, I don't think it is, is it, like I, well anyways, crazy.
0: I think people listening would know who we're talking about she her career took off like she did really well mhm-, mm-hmm, yeah, she's been in a whole bunch of movies. oh wow, really She is beloved,
1: Ooh. oh, that's awesome.
0: I <laughs> yeah cool. I know but um but anyways are you planning on writing any new stories or are you still working on the assassin's beast
1: when i that's a very good question i am still working on the assassin's beast because it that's really what i want my debut story to be like of course when you like first give your debut story i feel like when they're all like they're like They're judging you. They're going to see who you are or who you're going to be as a future writer and stuff like that. Like, if you post, like, one fantasy story, they'll be like, oh, that's the fantasy person, you know? So I really wanted to really describe who I am as a person. And I feel like the Assassin's Beast does a really, really great job of that. But aside from those facts, um, I am making more stories. Like I said, I've been making the um, Siren Book one, uh, Kingdom of Elves. I'm also working on Remember to Smile. You all wouldn't know about these stories. But Remember to Smile for me is a story basically about a guy. He's been through hell and back with his family, with friends, betrayal, Mm -hmm. all the usual stuff. But then he meets a genie, right? This genie literally gives him three wishes on his third wish. After he's already wishing for like money, power, and all that type of stuff. They, um, um oh, I lost my train of thought, but as soon as he got done um, with all that type of stuff, he then wished, because the genie was making fun of him, saying, you know what, you need all these things to be happy, I bet you cannot be happy without any of these objects. So then the guy literally says, you know what, for my final wish, I literally wish to not grow old until I smile a true genuine smile and being happy. And then the story goes on as he's been the same age for the past one hundred or so years. I just take it as a story to you know, guys, to remember to be happy with what you have and to always do what will make you feel oh, joyful. And always. That's really interesting. Well. I don't know why. Yeah, I've been coming up with a lot of cool ideas like that. Of course, though, I've been like, I've been like filtering around. I've been seeing things and I've been rewriting things that I want and stuff like that. But Remember to Smile for me is a really heartfelt story. I feel like it can teach you what, the way I'm writing it. I feel like it can teach you a lot about self-motivation, self-improvement, and what happens when you forget how to smile. It's not going to be romance because he, you don't need to find love in other people. Find love in yourself. And this is going to be a whole development of himself as a character, as a person, lover, businessman. All the type of stuff. (laughs) You're just like dead set against
0: that. that. That's funny.
1: I am. I'm already going through that one challenge with this other like one of my fans, making you write a romance. I'm I'm struggling through that one challenge by itself. I got that request months ago. I barely had 250 words. yeah it's it's that's uh it's so painful so painful <laughs> so very painful i want to cry a little bit yep but that's all the projects that i'm working on right now currently on um webpad it's just the same dealio i don't an ah, really update on webpad gotcha like that anymore, yeah I've,
0: I've heard i've heard some things about Webpad. <laughs>
1: Oh, we've all heard things about what that. We also heard mm. a lot of things about the communities that we have been in. Incan. Yeah,
0: mm. but mm. we won't go into that <laughs> this <laughs> time.
1: Yeah, that, I feel like that's an. Yeah, I feel like that's an episode of all the way by itself about all the things that could be better within writing platforms. Self-made by Incan. True, true.
0: So why don't you, um, before we wrap everything up, why don't you um, let our listeners know um, about your podcast and when you update it and what kind of shows you got coming up?
1: Okay. Well, on my podcast, guys, I really, really strive to give you guys my honest writing opinions and so much more if anything i'm a major major like freak when it comes into characters because i feel like characters are the literal backbone of everything they literally are like if you don't have it i don't feel like i don't feel like the story can be good enough at least to me it's not because you're all like in a story sure yeah the plot can be good but what if you have a two-dimensional like stick figure They're not gonna go on adventures. They're not gonna fall in love. They're not gonna beat the bad guy. They're not going to overcome their drawbacks or obstacles. So, my main bet is I make the podcast to help you guys. I also make it because it just sounds cool. Stupid reason. Very stupid reason. But I feel like come, you can't tell me like, oh, I have a podcast. I mean, that's one of the reasons I made mine sound amazing. (laughs) I so exactly exactly and the like the features are cool having my voice acting team is so cool i give you guys all the love appreciation and so much more you guys are like Uh the highlight of my life
0: all of you don't make me blush amazing
1: just amazing
0: (laughs) thought you said you didn't do romance (laughs) mystic
1: oh don't even go there that was a low blow well even well I'm
0: you. I'm really I can't wait to actually have this episode air in fact, but um I'll try to get up as soon as possible because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about and I think uh I think that a lot of people would enjoy listening to some of the things that we've gone over we've gone over a bunch of things
1: <laughs> we really did yeah oh my god so many so many but they're all they're all important, whether they were on topic yeah. or off topic. Well, right? like if not important, important, at least entertaining. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's never a talking with you. <laughs> never. You're absolutely welcome. Don't take this flattery with me actually going into the romantic <laughs> setting of life. Romance n- no. If I- if I have nobody in my life, then why uh, should my character? Hey, there, there are plenty of no, there no, are plenty
0: no. of books that <laughs> do very I well think. without having any sort of element of romance to it at all. So you'll be fine.
1: <laughs> that is very, very true. Very true. But thank you so much for having me on this podcast. Episode. Oh yeah, it's, it's always been, fun talking to you. So, so I'm awesome.
0: sure we'll we'll be doing another episode again at some point later on.
1: that is definitely true we have so much to talk about one thing i would definitely love to get into with you is definitely talking about how to maybe how to format a story story like talk about our different views on how we format a story how we come up with plots where do we get plot ideas from like what prompts do we use I don't know, maybe giving more insight on how we write would give more people ideas. I I would say that
0: I pretty much, like, push myself to do different genres that I've never done before. So every time I do a different genre, it's, like, a completely different way of how I'm writing it and formatting and everything. So I can give you what I do, but it might seem a little crazy. (laughs)
1: Oh, and one thing I definitely want to do with you, Um, I don't know if we have any other podcasters on Ingit, but um, Ingot podcaster as well with you, we mm. should have a prompt talk. Like, not like a prompt, like that type of prompt, like a prompt plot talk. Like, we would literally try to put together ideas to make plots and see if they would sound cool. It's like, what's that thing called? It's called... um something about corpse something where like you start drawing a picture and somebody else starts drawing it then the other person starts drawing it and by the time you like open it you have like a whole oh, yeah. picture of it you know what I'm trying to say I forget what it's called
0: I mean it, I really
1: isn't that just called. the like, online game of Dungeons Dungeon
0: and, and Dragons plots. I, <laughs> like, pretty, I no, mean it's not <laughs> <laughs> d d <laughs> you're
1: right you're right but like i don't that's true but i feel like i don't know yep. having like prompt like plot talks i feel like they would give like writers ideas to pick off of just like gabriel garcia said on one of um his interviews writers are thieves yeah i remember him else. saying I really that say but no. i, I well, can't tell you the phrase better than I do. <laughs> like <laughs> not correctly anyways <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly but yeah, I feel like that would give writers a new idea and I feel like it would be fun to try to come up with like wacky like plots to come up with. I don't know.
0: gets the creative uses for yeah. the writers. And maybe well, we'll, we'll have to figure out uh, a schedule for that, but any last words you want to say to any of the readers or writers out there?
1: All I have to say for you guys is keep trying. Try, try, try again. Also, when you're writing... When you think you've done it right, do it again. When you think you've got all the words done, do it again. When you think you've edited for the 50th time, edit 61 times. Because I promise you, your story can always be better than what you give out. Put your blood whole, like give your whole body to the craft of writing. Don't write, just don't write with the mindset that you're not good enough. Don't write with the mindset that you can't achieve more than you have already set out for yourself. Go beyond your limits. Do every single goal you have imaginable. Work on structure when you come to writing. Work on plots. Explore in characters. Explore yourself. Because writing is honestly a language, not a love language, but a language into finding out who you are as a person. And the more you write, the more you'll be able to do so. So my best saying for all of you is write if you love it write if you don't and tell a story if all you're right in. that's a I know, that's a personal quote i you know what i should don't really, worry like, it's, that, it's, I, it's recorded i already forgot what i just said <laughs> you, you can go what? back get, bet bet i'm gonna re-listen to this and take that quote and literally like i'm gonna get it like copyrighted and i'm yeah. gonna make a bunch of print all right mystica
0: well, I, I, I appreciate you Mystic being Blast. on the podcast thank you so much especially during your vacation time so <laughs> you, you you have a good rest of your vacation
1: <laughs>
0: thank you so much and then again thank all you all right again bye Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening into my episode. If you want to listen to more of them, you can find me on my anchor account under Lady Rowan. I'm also listed on Spotify, Google Podcast, and a slew of other platforms if you'd like to listen to my podcast episodes. Also, you can find them on my Facebook page under facebook.com slash author Lauren Eason. I also have Twitter and Instagram. Those handles for those are Instagram as at Lady underscore Rowan, and my Twitter account is Lauren Eason 478. I also have all that underneath the link, the link tree, which can be located on my Twitter. And, um, also on my Inkit platform, you can just click on the symbols and go to whichever platform you want to follow me like, or share on. Um, if you're looking to do book reviews with me, I do have a Google form that can be filled out. It's underneath my InkIt platform um, on my author page on InkIt. That's inkit.com slash Lady Rowan. And um, it's underneath the world symbol. You can also find um, some links. Um, I put usually put in the bios of my episodes as well. If you would like to do an author podcast um, interview, please message me directly using my email. That can also be found on my InkIt author page.